Welcome back to This Week in Film. It's the weekly podcast where we get together and talk about the movies we've seen over the past seven days. I'm Nick Pronto, joined as always by Midwest Matt Lauer. Matt, how's it going? It's going awesome. How are you? That's that's great. I'm good. I've seen I've seen three movies this week. And yeah, uh, sir. Yep, and I'm only gonna talk about two of them. Okay. <laughs> like t- Two, two and a half, I guess, because the biggest movie of all time just came out, Avengers Endgame, and I was able to go see it, but you're going to go see it tomorrow. That's correct. So I guess we're just going to do like a little quick teaser for it, and then, and then we'll have our real episode about it later this week. So a little bit of a spoiler-free review today. Yeah. Cool. Um... Have you seen movies? I saw a movie. Okay. I mean, at least that's what it calls itself. <laughs> um, I saw a movie from Netflix called Silence. Oh, the Martin Scorsese movie? Oh, no. No, no, no. This is a movie from Netflix. Uh, oh. <laughs> that if, if, you know, it's... Actually, I don't know which way this goes. It is to a quiet place what volcano was to Dante's Peak, or vice versa. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't understand. They're uh, both about volcanoes. <laughs> no, it's a ripoff of a quiet place. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I hope I got the name right. I'm pretty sure it's called Silence. Okay. <laughs> Let me double check this. I better hop on the internet here before I go. Oh, okay. Uh, well while you're doing that i will i will tell the movies that i watched this week and those include the films gravity from 2013 and uh i i just finished watching in the heart of the sea from also from 2015 did i say gravity was 2013 i think you said 15 i meant to say 13 Oh, okay. Because I found that shocking that it's been six years since Gravity came out. Mm. Yeah, um, it, it doesn't seem quite that long ago. And uh, In the Heart of the Sea doesn't really feel like four years ago was... was What an age to live in. What and I've never heard of it, so I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, you don't? No, you don't know about this? Oh, it's, no. a, Ron, it's a Ron Howard. Oh. It's a Ron Howard movie. So people um, slept through it and forgot to is, tell anybody that it existed. Basically, it was a total bomb at the box office. Um, and I guess I'm just going to start. I guess I'm just going to start with it since I'm already talking about it. Hang on. Before uh, I forget, before I forget this movie, yeah. Zach, the movie that I'm going to review later is actually called The Silence. Oh, well, no wonder I didn't know what you were talking about. Ooh, ooh. And listeners, before we get more into movies, know to stick around until the end of the episode because Nick's going to get a treat. I have put together a challenge for him. I'm very excited. And you should be too, dear listener. Nick, back to you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Matt. Back to our top story. In the Heart of the Sea was a blockbuster bomb uh, directed (laughs) directed by Ron Howard in the year 2015. It stars um, Thor, the Scarecrow, and Spider-Man. Which (laughs) Spider-Man? Tom Holland. Oh, wow. Yeah, is I think one of his first major roles. And Oh wait, uh, is this the movie that's like a Moby Dick thing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 
Ron Howard yeah. did that, huh? Yep. And um, I don't know if there was something wrong with the copy of this movie that I that I saw. Oh, did it not have German and French translations? <laughs> uh, no, it was all in English. Um, but just the general complaint that I have for it is it looks like it's straight out of the Matrix. Everything looks green. Huh. Like like really green to the point where I was wondering if there was something wrong with, with the the version of it that I was watching, but I, I watched a trailer for it and the trailer is very green. Like the, like, you know how when you're at sea and you look at the sky and it's blue uh-huh. or just outside and you look at the sky and it's blue in this movie, it's green. Everything was very green and it, it got, it got very annoying uh, but I don't want to, but if it wasn't deliberate, then, then that's on me. You know, I don't want to smack a movie. I just looked problem. this up in an image search uh-huh. and literally every picture on my screen is overall either green or blue and mostly green. So I think, I don't think that's your copy. Okay. Yeah. All right then. Well, take that in the heart of the sea. Yeah. Way to be green. Um, so the plot of this movie is it's like early 1800s, uh, New England and Chris Hemsworth is the first mate, um, or begrudgingly the first mate on a ship, uh, a whaling ship and they're going out to, uh, whale hunt and, uh, their, their goal is basically just whale oil and blubber and they, the captain of the ship is this greenhorn guy who only got the captaincy because he's related to wealthy people. And Chris Hemsworth doesn't like that because he was supposed to be captain. So there's like the inherent conflict there. But um, taking a step back, the whole framing story of this movie is it's the they really shove it down your throat because the the plot of this movie is it's what Moby Dick was based on, like you said earlier. And the movie starts with Herman Melville, the author of Moby Dick, going up to a house and he goes inside to hear this, this, the story of this whaling ship called the Essex, where ev- nearly everyone on the ship dies. And he, and this guy's like one of the last survivors and, he, and Herman Melville wants the story because he's writing a book about whaling and he thinks that this story will really help him tell the tale. And he offers the guy like this large sum of money to, to tell the story and the guys and the guy who is played by Brendan Gleeson, I want to say. Yeah. Brendan Gleeson. And through the whole movie, you don't know who Brendan Gleeson is because he's like an old man and everyone on the ship is young. So you're like, is Brendan Gleeson old Chris Hemsworth? Is he old Spider-Man? Is he like an old, you know, whoever else on the boat? Yeah. And, like what what character is he? Right. And like, mm-hmm. as the movie goes on and people die, you're like, well, I guess he wasn't that guy, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and so like the whole um story that gets uh what's the encapsulating story what's the word for that the frame framing story framing story thank you the framing story of this is basically brendan gleason tells the story of the essex to herman melville and it doesn't need to be there it doesn't need to be there at all 
it's a total and complete waste of time. And we keep, and this whole movie's told in flashback, and it doesn't need it. It doesn't need it at all. It's like the the people who made the movie thought, oh, no one will understand that this is about supposed to be about Moby Dick unless we literally tell them over and over again that it's about Moby Dick. Like, this movie would have been a lot cooler if it's just the story of Chris Helmsworth going on this boat and going out to hunt whales, and then this one giant monster of a whale who takes everything personally, uh, <laughs> like, attacks them and sinks their ship, and then and then it, like, taunts them while they're, like, stranded at sea for, like, a, a very, very long time. And... uh and and it's just it like it could have been a much better movie like it's just so bland which is very disappointing because there's a very good movie in there and it's just so bland and vanilla like it just didn't really seem to know what kind of thematic teeth to bite into the 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 subject matter with uh like it could have been like a horror movie um uh you you have no intentions of seeing this right no. Okay. So I'm going to sp- I'm going to spoil it. it. So it's it's a Ron Howard movie and everything you just <laughs> described, everything you just described was just the longest way I've ever heard anyone say it's a Ron Howard movie. <laughs> but please go ahead and spoil it. I'm I'm mildly intrigued. So so they get stranded at sea like the the whale sinks their large whaling ship. And there's like a the the men that are still alive are are floating in three basically life rafts, mm-hmm. and the whale keeps coming by to taunt them. And as the weeks the weeks go on, like they're stuck out out at sea for like ninety days or something like that, mm-hmm. like just floating, and they're all like very close to death. They they have to resort to cannibalism to stay alive, and. It's it's horrible and it's it's like none of the characters really want to do it, but it's kind of really glossed over that they're like, cannibals that they become cannibals. Right. Like like they they struggle with it for like a moment and then they're like, well, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> hand me more. Hand me more shipmen. You know, <laughs> and, this, this taste kind of grows on you. Yeah. And um, and like uh like the movie could have been like a a horror movie. Like I I, I don't know. I've never seen the movie Ravenous. Oh, I've um, and I, I I've heard that that's quite good. It's um, it's worth watching. I wouldn't oversell it. It's worth. Is watching that it. about like the Donner Party? Is that what that was about, or is it just cannibals and? Uh yeah, it's it's not Donner Party specific, but it's like a horror movie, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I, that's the probably the best genre to put it in. It's like a horror movie. That's that's what this movie could have been. Is like this movie could have been like a horror movie, and not a horror movie in the sense of of Jason or Freddy Krueger is right, coming to get you, but like, but like the horror of having to survive, and and like 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 the act of having to eat someone like the, when, when this one guy dies or when they realize that this guy has died, uh, one of the, one of the sailors is like, well, I'm going to throw him over now. And, and Chris, I'm going to call him Thor. And Chris Helmsworth (laughs) is, uh, is like, don't throw away what we might need. He's like, and don't don't be too hasty there, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. Don't be too hasty. He's looking tasty. 
and for a moment you're like oh man what a what a wise decision to make but at the same time what a horrible thing to have to say yeah but it's but it's so like glossed over and then like it's over like they don't like i i, I don't want to see chris hemsworth with like a like a with a thigh like chewing on someone's thigh like you know like i don't need to see him like at the fair i don't want to see him eating but like the next scene like like when chris hemsworth says that they cut back to brandon gleason in modern times of 1860 or something and he says well this is how we cut up the body and then uh we when we were done getting all the flesh we uh sewed the body back together and threw it back in the sea and uh and that's terrible uh are you going to include that in your book <laughs> and uh and and then they cut back to the life raft where these guys are still struggling to survive but there's no sign of hey we've eaten or hey we're we're trying to live with what we've done mm-hmm. or 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 anything like that it's just kind of like here's the next day and then here's the next day and uh it's it's a little disappointing like it could have been a lot more like a movie like this needs to be more disturbing i think and it's not it's very very vanilla um yeah like i it, feel like if you're including I, I can't imagine there are really too many exceptions to this if your story includes cannibalism it probably becomes a pretty big topic yeah i mean there's one part where on one of the other life rafts, they the like the life rafts they they just kind of slowly drift away because mm-hmm. you know that's just lack of energy and you know like they're not no one's paying attention and but by the time you do you realize the boat is far away and you're not going to waste the energy to try and keep the boats together. So anyway, this one boat, I think they're so hard up for food that they draw straws to commit suicide so that the others can stay alive. Mm-hmm. And like, it's very, it's a very difficult scene and it was very powerful. And, and the way it ends is very, uh, uh, pretty unexpected. But the only thing I could think of is, um, so like you draw straws and the one who draws the shortest straws is, is, has to die and they're all resigned to it. And the, the captain of the ship draws the shortest straw and his cousin he chooses his cousin to shoot him in the head with the revolver that they have or the the pistol that they have and the the cousin's like no no i i really don't want to do this i don't want to do this i don't want to do this and the captain's like you have to you know you know you have to do this and then the the cousin basically in a quick move shoots himself in the head and it would have been a more powerful moment if in earlier scenes, one, we didn't hate the captain because he's terrible. Um, not that he's a terrible person, but he's a terrible captain. And okay. he just makes and he makes generic, terrible captain decisions, um, all the while making Chris Hemsworth look like the the main captain. Because the movie spends an awful lot of time setting up that this guy is a bad captain and he makes poor decisions and Chris Helmsworth should be the captain because he makes the right decisions. So you think that there's going to be some kind of mutiny subplot or, or the, the movie's going to turn into something about mutiny and they kind of tease that a little bit and here and there, but nothing ever comes of it. And then 
later this guy kills himself in order to save the life of his cousin who the last time that they were on solid ground told him you know like basically told him off so like like the emotional resonance of a man killing himself for you is kind of lost because this guy's not a good captain you know like like this there's no reason for this guy to have done that other than sea madness <laughs> and which which he didn't have uh-huh. so like it's kind of all over the place emotionally like it could have been a lot better also another thing is that they show way too much of the whale oh really uh, like this yeah um like the there we're underwater a lot in this movie like following around whales and if this movie never showed the whale except for when it came out of the water it would have been way better like like jaws like yeah. you never see the shark in jaws unless it's out of the water and that's what this movie needed like showing the whale underwater one it looked terrible like it didn't like i don't really know what a sperm whale looks like but it probably doesn't look like this and like they show the whale has been through hell like he's all scarred up and like part of its tails like busted off and he's got a harpoon like an old harpoon stuck in his head which probably explains its poor demeanor and 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 you're like well this could have all just been explained by it like coming out of the water and stuff i mean and the whale is huge and they show it like hitting the boat and every time they show the whale underwater you're like i didn't need to see this like we get the idea like we should be we should be experiencing what the crew is experiencing which is they're on they're on their big main ship and this huge mass just slams into it what else could it be but this giant whale that just swam by you know yeah. like we don't we don't need to see the point of view of the the whale which is what we cut to many times and then uh one other thing that I that I would like to complain about is uh Chris Hemsworth uh has an accent in this movie sometimes uh, depending on when, I guess, which read he's doing of the movie, he either has his Australian accent, which kind of sounds English, or he's doing a Nantucket accent, or just no accent at all. So that's a fun journey to go on. And Tom Holland is a little bit of that, too, where where he, he's a British guy. And, and in this movie, some scenes he's got an American accent, and some scenes he's got a Nantucket accent, and some scenes he's got a British accent. So that was uh, pretty confusing. And then Brendan Gleeson is a is a British actor, and he just has a straight up British accent when he's when he's telling his story to Herman Melville. So that was annoying, but funny. And uh, that's really all I got to say about In the Heart of the Sea. It was it was a fun watch. Like I would watch it again if it was on TV. And really. That yeah. was I was not expecting you to say that. Yeah, like like I like eighteen hundreds boat movies. Like, have you ever seen Master and Commander? Yeah, well, I was just gonna say your whole review of this movie just makes me want to watch Master and Commander. Yeah, well, that's which is a great movie. Which is a great movie. And the whole time I was watching this movie, I was like, why isn't this as good as Master and Commander? <laughs> you know, like I mean, it could it could be just as as just as exciting. You know. It's the same time period. It's the same kind of ship, you know. Hey, if they were making a sequel to Master and Commander and it had a whale in it, I'd go see it. I'd go see it. Master and Commander is a masterpiece. I wish I had seen that in the theater. Yeah, you know me too. That would be a, a treat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
And yeah. that movie, that movie's based on a, like a series of books. Oh, is it? And like they were hoping to start up a whole franchise around it, and the movie kind of bombed. Which yeah, that's is pretty too disappointing. Bad. Yeah, and and then they made this movie, which is a silver medal. <laughs> it it wasn't terrible, but it's just not. It's just so bland. Well, you don't seem to really be recommending it. Eh, I mean, if it's on TBS or something or TNT and it's like three o'clock in the morning, check it out. It's 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 worth if there's nothing else on. It's it's pretty good. Like Chris Helmsworth is always kind of fun in a movie. And uh, yeah, that's that's it. I'll be interested to see where it falls on my movie list. <laughs> my movie <laughs> yeah. ranking list, because I yeah. still don't know where I'm going to put that. Sounds like it could be somewhere around the animated movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're probably not wrong. Uh, and so you watched a movie called The, the Silence. Silence. All right. Yeah, so uh, Netflix saw that um, A Quiet Place was popular, and so they made Bird Box. Uh-huh. And then they made this. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not nearly as good as Bird Box, which wasn't all that great. Um, so here's the plot. Um, a quiet place. (laughs) (laughs) There, there are some differences. Um, the monsters are smaller. Um, they're, they're actually kind of (laughs) pint sized bat like things. Um, yeah. And, and, and what else is different from a quiet place is, uh, everything's done wrong in this one. (laughs) Um, yeah, they even have a daughter who's deaf. Um, so you've seen a quiet place, right? Yeah. They did the deaf daughter too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Deaf daughter. Um, I mean, he's not working on, uh, cochlear ear implants or anything, but, um, yeah, it's, well, no, that's not what she had anyway, but hearing aids. There's, there's nobody working on hearing aids. This movie's 90 minutes long. Um, and it does move by very quickly, but for a large part, that's because it's got like 900 things that happen in it. It's very episodic in spite of being very short. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean like, like six minutes into the movie, I may be exaggerating, but I don't think I am. One of the characters who seems like a pretty big character, um, dies and uh-huh. it's one of those people that you're like, oh man, I... I hope he makes it through to the third act and then he's just dead and you're like, Oh, well he didn't even make it through the first act. Never mind. Um, it's just, it's too many drama points to actually process any of them. Um, and the actors seem to feel the same way because none of them get a chance to show any emotion or bother mm-hmm. trying. Um, it, this movie stars, let's see here. I think, let's see. I've got it Actors. pulled up here. Uh, uh, it's got Stanley, Stanley Tucci, Tucci in it. it. Um, and by the way, you know, here's a newsflash, and I guess this is me, you know, filling in a gap in the one of the episodes, uh, the episode about the Flash. Um, uh-huh. Mark Strong is not Stanley Tucci, <laughs> and I <laughs> I discovered that when I turned on this movie because <laughs> Mark Strong. Mark Strong is the guy that's the bad guy in The Flash, and um, he's in like The Kingsman as the 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 guy that kind of helps out with a lot of stuff. 
He's oh, he's the, he's the, the guy who looks like Stanley. Tucci. Exactly. There we go. <laughs> now we're on the same page. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That whole time I was watching the Flash, I was like, "What the hell is this guy's name?" And I kept trying to come up with it, and I'm like, "I feel like I should know his name." And then I looked it up. The, are you talking about the Flash TV show? No. Oh shit! I'm sorry. Shazam, not the Flash. Oh Shazam! I'm screwing the whole right. thing. Right. Okay. Yeah. So the whole time I was watching Shazam, I was like. <laughs> What what is this guy's name? And and I was the name I was trying to come up with the whole time was Stanley Tucci, uh-huh. and that's not the same guy. So um yeah, it stars Stanley Tucci and whatever the name is of the girl who is in the new Sabrina the Teenage Witch show. Nope. Um, I think it might just be called Sabrina. Um, but anyway. She's in it and she's bad. Stanley Tucci it's Stanley Tucci's in it and he's bad. Um, the actress who played, oh man, what's her name in, uh, in the Lord of the Rings, the woman who stabs the Nazgul spoiler alert for Lord of the Rings, <laughs> stabs oh, the am, Nazgul through the eye. I am no man. I am no man. Ah, stab. Uh huh. Yeah. She's in it. Um, Miranda she's the Otto. I'm looking at her. I'm looking at her name right here. No. Oh, okay. Um, so she's the mom. And then she's got a mom with asthma. And basically, my girlfriend and I both looked at each other a few minutes into the movie. And we were like, why did they leave their house? Did it say? Does it? Does the <laughs> movie know. start? Does the movie start like after the apocalypse has happened? Or? No. Right as it's happening. And, and just as it is happening, they're hearing stuff on the news. And by the way, the news is like... Don't do anything that makes noise. Meanwhile, they're not just like writing these letters on the screen. They're like doing a whole announcement. And then it goes to one of those. Boo. (laughs) So so there's that. Um, And then they leave their house. And my guess is that somewhere in the movie, they said why they were leaving, but it was just not good. Um, and, or it, maybe it didn't say, and they just left and we were sitting there looking at each other like, why the heck did they leave the house? Do you want to rewind and find out? No. Uh-huh. Um, and then they try to go to other places and that, that's just, that's the plot. And then there's this whole other plot jammed in, in the last like 15 minutes. And it's just, it's like suddenly you're watching the walking dead. I mean, there aren't, you zombies. can, uh, you can feel free to spoil it. I don't think I'm ever going to watch this. Oh, I think you should. I, I, th- I think the next time that that you and Jill are looking for something dumb and you're thinking about watching Tank Five Seven One or something like that, uh-huh. um, watch this, please. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, we did we did laugh. I think I laughed a little bit more, <laughs> but uh, that that might have been because it was my idea to watch it. <laughs> I think Karina was like, "I don't know about this," and I was like, "No, no, no." It'll be entertaining no matter what. <laughs> and it was, but it was terrible. And uh-huh. I I only recommend watching it in jest or if you want to just watch something blatantly rip off A Quiet Place and just I mean, everything in this movie's done wrong. I, that's kind of why I want you to see. I want to hear you say like, yes, the acting's bad. The writing's bad. The, <laughs> the plot twists are terrible. I mean, they, seriously, every three minutes something – that should be like one of two big plot twists or like drama points um, happens. Um, and that is pretty much all I have to say about this movie, honestly. 
Um, oh, okay. Yeah. I would imagine if you liked Bird Box, I don't know, you still might not like this because it's not, it's, <laughs> it's not even as good as that. Well, first watch Bird Box, then watch this. Okay. Uh, yeah, The Silence, 2019. T- check it out. Okay. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and then uh, I saw Gravity. I watched yeah. Gravity. Um, I've seen it before, but mm-hmm. uh, wanted to check it out again. I was shocked at how old the movie is now. Like six years is a long time ago. And uh, so this movie is the story of Sandra Bullock uh, trying to survive after a terrible space incident where like the space shuttle gets destroyed and she has to make her way to um uh, the international space station and then spoiler alert for gravity uh Mm -hmm. she has to make her way to the international space station and then it gets destroyed and then she has to make her way to this non-existent chinese space station why is she doing this all by herself nick oh because george clooney uh, was also on the mission and he is dead. <laughs> and, uh, and so that's why she's all by herself. And, uh, that's basically the plot of the movie is her just trying to get back to earth. And, uh, I love this movie. I love it. I love it so much. I love it so much. Um, I think it's so well shot. I think the the action is exciting. I could do without Sandra Bullock's like drama story, like yeah. with her dealing with her daughter and all that stuff. But you know, they gotta they gotta fill the time somehow, I guess. Um, like there are some slow moments in between, like the the crazy action sequences where she basically talks about uh, she had a daughter who died suddenly, and uh, she's trying to make her way through that which i think if something like that happens you get screened out for being an astronaut like i think if you're dealing with like some deep psychological trauma like that they're they're not gonna let you up in the space so there's there's that i don't know that uh, as a fact but it does sound pretty sensible that they would um uh the movie's directed by alfonso curan i might not be saying his name right um, and the movie is just gorgeous. It starts on like a 15 minute, uh, one long shot. And I'm saying shot with quotation marks because it's, this movie is basically s- computer generated with Sandra Bullock's face, uh, inside her spacesuit. But God damn, is, is it gorgeous? It looks so real. And it looks, and the the action that happens is so visceral, like like the stuff is exploding in the background, but there's no sound in space. So, the the only cue you get from it is like the music that's playing, like the the soundtrack to the movie gets like louder, and and it serves as the explosions in the background and and all that stuff. It is a, it is just a masterwork of exciting filmmaking. I love it. I think it's I think it's great. Um, and, and I hadn't seen it in a while when I was watching it this time, I was like, oh, it's been some time since I've seen this movie. I wonder if the, the, uh, shine has come off of it a little bit. And mm-hmm. Nope. I was, I was in it. I was, I was 
like I was trying to watch it with my kids and they were getting scared because they're children. Yeah. And so I turned it off uh, shortly. Uh, also, I forgot that there's a lot of swearing in it. Not as much as in the Goonies, but um, <laughs> but uh, we're watching it. And then there's like that one astronaut who takes like a piece of debris to the head and then they go to look at his body and he's just got this big hole where his face should be. Oh, I forgot I went, that. Yeah, so did I. And then my kids saw that. So at some point tonight, I imagine I'm going to have to deal with that when they wake up screaming because of the man with the hole in his face. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we turned it off shortly after that. And then later, after um, when my twins were were napping, I put it on on my iPad with my headphones on and just watched the rest. And the movie is a quick hour and a half. And it is so much fun. It is so much fun to watch. And, and it's breathtaking. And, and you hold your breath the whole time. And at some point, Sandra Bullock tries to commit suicide. And then the ghost of George Clooney comes to help her. And she says, I guess I won't commit suicide. <laughs> I think that was about the moment that the movie sort of lost me. Yeah. Um, well, I think when George think- Clooney came back as ghost Clooney because it just made me so it took me out of the movie so much to be it's just yeah. like so like hey we wanted to have more George Clooney so this is what we did yeah I was like uh I there's don't a know. there's an argument to be made that she is dead at that point mm-hmm. and like that's her brain uh like the rest of the movie doesn't happen and it's just a dream um but you know that's for interpretation um, one thing that I realized watching this is that the movie's real heavy with the rebirth, uh, symbolism. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's a lot of like, like, like at one point when she gets to the international space station and she's getting out of her spacesuit and she like can breathe fresh air mm-hmm. for the first time where she like just kind of like stretches and then curls up in the fetal position while she's slowly rotating in front of like the window to the, the hatch. Yeah. And, and it looks very much like, like a baby in the, in the womb. And then, uh, and then everything that happens after that could, you could like make an argument for it's her being born again. So like, she's got to go escape and then she like the, when the ship finally lands, like when she gets back to earth, she's burnt born into water and she has to learn, she has to crawl before she can walk. And then finally she can walk and she begins her journey again. Um, so like there's, there's some fun symbolism in it like that. It's not just straight up action. Like you it's, it's a thought provoking movie on top of being visually astounding. And, uh, I think that's why I like it so much. Fair enough. I think it was a a pretty beautiful movie as far as the cinematography goes. Um, As far as the story goes, I'd say it. it, I I liked All Is Lost more. Mm -hmm. Um, And even when it comes to like the the different ways you can read the ending, there, um, I think I like the that one's a little bit more directly ambiguous, um, and Mm -hmm. I think I liked that one more. Um, I was lost. Yeah. Once, once they're, I mean like with the fetal thing, the position that she gets in and stuff like that took me out of the movie too, where I was like, man, they're really trying to. Yeah. So it's a little heavy handed. Yeah. Whereas like with all is lost, I think it it leaves pretty much anyone who watches 
asking a question, but it doesn't feel heavy handed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like when, um, I talked to my mom, my mom watched all is lost mm-hmm. and, and she was like, well, he gets saved at the end. And I'm like, you thought he got saved. Uh, and like my interpretation, um, I guess we shouldn't spoil all is lost. <laughs> hey, check out all is lost. It's a pretty good movie. Um, agree. But like the, um, so like the, the ending of the movie is, is really open to interpretation and I'll just leave it at that. But like my mom saw it a completely different way than I did, mm-hmm. which, which was, which is interesting because the, you're getting two separate movie experiences out of one go. Yeah. The end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, Matt, that wraps up the main portion of our show. Well, you know what? Should we do our, uh, I guess I can do my little teaser for Avengers. Sure. Um, but because I went to the movie theater, you know what that means? <gasps> that means preview corner. That's right, Matt. It's time for preview corner presented to you by the big ticket. And I think his money is about run out on that sponsorship deal. He signed yeah. with us. Now so. you're Kevin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so preview corner. Um, so once like that final fake trailer thing ends, like the, the 20 or whatever it's called anymore, where Maria Menudos tells me about stuff that's coming to the movies. Uh-huh. Um, the first thing they showed was a commercial for Geico where they're telling everyone to, she's, she's relaxing where like a guy plays a, what's that Australian instrument that's didgeridoo. Yeah. There's a guy playing a didgeridoo behind her while they walk around and she's like, that's you're right. S- I feel s- that's the second time today I've had a conversation about didgeridoos. Just felt like I needed to let you know. Well, now I know. And uh, so that was that. Uh, and then there was a commercial for Coca-Cola mm. where Coca-Cola decided I needed to know about all the different companies they own. Really? And they're, they're like, Coca-Cola is not just delicious Coca-Cola soda. It's also this iced tea factory. And it's this factory. We also make this and this and this. And basically all I got from it was, you can't get away from us. <laughs> yeah, it's threatening. <laughs> yeah. You like the you like iced tea? We make that too. You know? And then they followed that <laughs> You think commercial. those are Levi jeans you're wearing? Those are Coke, baby. Yeah. Uh, then they followed that commercial up with another Coca-Cola commercial. And this time it was an Old West commercial where... Uh, basically the end plot is, uh, orange vanilla Coke, which I have had and, uh, I like it. I'm going to put that out there. I like the orange vanilla Coke. It tastes like a creamsicle, but not in a bad way. Yeah. I would want it to taste like a creamsicle. Uh, and then there was a commercial for the movie theater where they're promoting a boxing match that's upcoming for the fandom events. Then they showed another commercial for another fandom event, but this one is like church where it's like these two preachers who are preaching and you can tune in live for a live church sermon at the movies. So that sounds like a blast. I got to wonder how many people go to those fandom events, no matter what they are, whether it's church or I don't know, a concert or whatever. Like, I Yeah, I don't know. Never I wonder how much they cost. Them. I've never, I don't know anyone that's ever gone to one or how much like a ticket costs to it. Right. But, um, hey, listeners, if you've gone to a fandom event, let us know. Because I was kind of interested, like sometimes they show operas. Yeah. 
And I was like, uh, I've never seen an opera. I bet it would be cool to see it in a theater. I don't want to pay to go see the opera. Um, perhaps at a movie theater would be fine, but I'm never going to go. Like, I'm just not going to go. Uh, so listeners, if you've gone to a fandom event, tell us about it. Send us an email at this week in film podcast at gmail.com. Uh, then the movie trailer started, uh, yeah. and they, sh- they showed one for detective Pikachu, which I hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. And that movie looks like it's going to be all kinds of fun. Like, I, I don't think it's going to be very good, but it looks fun. I think it looks enjoyable so far. Uh, then I saw a trailer for secret life of pets Two, And this one was very long and, uh, it kind of made me want to see it. I was, uh, I was kind of on board with it. Was it a character trailer? No, this was like all of them and they're all like working together. And I guess the main plot is the dog that is played by Patton Oswalt. Um, his, his owner is going to preschool for the first time and they need to protect him or something like that so Hmm. that's their mission okay um i never saw the first one so i don't know i don't know anything about it uh after that i saw a trailer for men in black international uh which i want to call international because it sounds foreign uh and uh you talked about this trailer last week i think yeah and uh yeah it looks terrible (laughs) yeah it does also uh, I, we talked about this when we were talking about it, but do they refer to themselves as the men in black in men in black? Like in this new movie or like no, in, in the show in the, in the, or in, in the, the original, in the original movie, like, like I know they're, they are the men in black because it's, you know, like a government shadow. Company. I would have expected that they had. Yeah. I don't know. I, that, that was kind of a weird that they did that like they refer to themselves as the men in black so i don't remember uh but yeah that movie looks i mean i see what you mean like they they wouldn't have to like they it would make sense if they didn't but Mm -hmm. with it being kind of a hokey movie and stuff i wouldn't i I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did and the the conceit of the movie is like there's a new agent and she's the girl this, this girl who witnessed an alien thing and her and the men in black wiped her parents memory but they didn't wipe hers and so she spends the next 20 years of her life searching for that men in black and when she does they have to make her an agent and uh, i'm like okay great why don't why don't we just wipe your memory now that's so, a fair point uh so it looks bad uh chris hemsworth is in it and he's always charming so Maybe he's like a saving grace. I enjoyed him in the in the heart of the sea. So, well, let me ask you this. Yeah, in the preview that you saw, in any of the scenes that he was in them, did he do anything? Um, he got into the driver's seat of a car. Right. Yeah, I'm thinking he's in it, but they didn't actually write anything good, and so he doesn't have anything to actually do. Uh, then I saw a trailer for Dark Phoenix, which looks terrible, mm-hmm. and it feels like Marvel and Disney, or um, Fox and Disney, are just trying to get as far away from it as possible. Uh, I read an article today or yesterday saying like the whole third act of the movie they had to reshoot, um, which does not bode well no. for any movie. 
Uh, the director said in an interview that, um, like the, the end of the movie was supposed to be in space and stuff, which sounds very dark Phoenixy. Uh, but instead they reshot it to take place on a train. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. That sounds, uh, yeah, that sounds bad. That's uh money that I'm going to lose at the theater. Uh, uh, I can't believe you're planning on seeing it. I got to go see it. It's an X-Men movie. Have you even seen Shazam? No, not yet. I want to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, then they showed a trailer for The Lion King, which looks just like the animated movie, The Lion King. So what's the point? Um, so there's that. Well, then you, they showed... you don't want to see real animals destroy each other? Well, <laughs> these are just animated animals. It's like... Like the animation, don't get me wrong. The animation looks beautiful. Like it, the, the they all look real and and it looks amazing. And it's like a technical marvel. But I've seen this movie. It looks it looks just like that. And it's got Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh, that's right. That's who did the voice for that. Yeah, and Matthew Broderick. Ooh, I wonder if Matthew Broderick does the voice of old Simba. I doubt it. Nobody wants him in movies anymore. No. Um. And then, uh, and then I saw a trailer for a movie that looked kind of interesting, uh, with Will Smith, not Aladdin, and it's called Gemini Man. And this movie is about, uh, from what I can gather from the trailer, Will Smith was cloned 25 years ago, and he's like a super assassin, and they set his younger version of himself to go kill the older version of himself but it's like young will smith so like they do the de-aging thing on him so isn't we, that the plot of looper kind of it's kind of the plot of looper but this is this is different because this has will smith mm-hmm. um it looks kind of interesting i was like oh okay i'm into this then they showed the Star Wars trailer, The Rise of the Jedi, or Rise of the Skywalker, mm-hmm. and uh, that's not doing anything for me. No. No. Like, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to wait for another trailer. I mean, I'm still going to go. So they have already won in that sense, but right. uh, the movie, like the trailer was not exciting for me at all. Um. So there's that. Uh, and that was the end of the trailers for Avengers Endgame. They did show some more commercials, but we've talked about those before. They show the Coke commercial where they're like, I hope I don't sit in a plate of nachos or it's as comfortable right. as popcorn. Mm-hmm. You know, they keep showing that one and that's never going to go away. Uh, and then that brings me to Avengers Endgame. And I'll be very brief because I don't want to ruin anything for you because this was a terrific uh experience for me um not only did i really enjoy the movie but the the theater the theater experience that i had was probably the best movie going experience that i've ever had really uh i went it was like a one o'clock in the afternoon show earlier today which is a saturday and it's still opening weekend and the theater was packed and I got like a decent seat and I sat down and like everyone around me is talking. That's always really annoying. Cause I'm like, are these people going to talk during the whole movie? They did not like the audience for this movie was so perfect. 
And like when things like surprising things happened, people cheered like like it was it was so great. Like what a great movie experience I had where like some crazy things happen and then the crowd goes wild for it, like clapping and applause. And then there were like certain moments where where something surprising happened and people would would and the crowd would go. <gasps> Like it sounded like like a live studio audience, like to the point where <laughs> to the point where at one point I was like, did Disney pay all these people to be in the theater with me to <laughs> applaud to applaud their own movie? But but that can't be the case. <laughs> like, what an expensive conspiracy. Yeah. And and it's just what what a masterwork of 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 storytelling like the the story for this movie is so out of this world i like i i don't want to i don't want to spoil a thing for you but let me just i will say everything that's in the trailers is from the first 20 minutes of the movie yeah i've heard that and i've heard it like half the lines have a completely different meaning in the context of the movie yeah they do and uh and i think that's i think that's all i'm gonna say about it at this point um until you until you see it because okay uh i don't want to amp it up anymore but like how can a movie like this be hyped any more than it is and and for me have it deliver on almost every possible front like the movies the movie's three hours long and there's a couple of moments here and there that could go and you never saw thor the dark world did you no i did not that's a shame. You should watch Thor The Dark World before you go. Really? You should. Oh, um, I don't want to do that. <laughs> it's not it's not terrible. It's just boring. And uh <laughs> <laughs> That's not a selling point. <laughs> um but um it, there's some things that happen in it where you're going to be like, "Oh, I wish I knew what was happening here." Like All this right. movie, this I'll movie is This movie is the perfect culmination of every movie that they've released okay and 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 even like the tv shows and stuff like every everything gets pulled in it's it's crazy it's crazy that they were able to pull this off let me ask you one question about this certainly and so you know i don't know listeners if you don't want to know the answer to this question skip ahead um Captain Marvel. Uh-huh. Uh did did she fit into it well? Did it did it seem to cuz you know she's such a late in the game character to show up. Uh I enjoyed the movie. I'm not ragging on the movie or Brie Larson or anything. I'm just kind of wondering like did it feel like she was just being shoved in or did it fit? Um it fit. Okay. It it's it's not a perfect fit, but it it works. And it works to it works to such a point where you're like, uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm just going to leave it at that. Where where it, it it's it works. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Avengers Endgame, quite possibly the biggest movie of all time. Go check it out. It's a total recommend from me. Um, all right. I I don't think I'm going to rank it on my list this week. Uh, maybe I will. Well, should we do that? Should we do that now, or should we? Uh, should we well, do tell you your? What, it's going to be built in, it to some degree into this uh, okay. exercise or 
whatever we're going to do mm-hmm. this game, if you will. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can put it on your list at the end. I don't think it'll spoil anything for me. Um, okay. all right. So did you have anything else at all you wanted to say about that before we move on? No. Cool. Anything else I, I, I add, I think would ruin the experience for you. Okay. Um, uh, and I am actually, you know, admittedly took me a while to come around to Marvel cause I'm not a big Marvel fan. Um, but I definitely will admit I'm really excited about seeing this. Um, and, uh, I still don't even really like the first Avengers and I don't like, and I don't care that I haven't seen the second one, but anyway, <laughs> what we're going to do here is I have done my best. And by my best, I mean, I took 40 minutes to bracket all of the MCU movies. And so we're just going to go and, and you don't have to do it's This isn't movie versus movie. We don't have to be, have a big, huge discussion about each thing, but you know, uh-huh. feel free to think out loud. Okay. Okay. I'm sure. Pit two are movies. you, are you also going to play along or is this just for me? You know, I'm going to let this just be for you. If we feel okay. like coming back to it again, we can, but, um, you know, since I haven't seen Thor the dark world, I'm sure it would throw the whole thing off terribly. <laughs> um, I'm kidding, but, uh, okay. So just kind of trust my brackets here. I can see it all in front of me and okay. I will make it make sense. All right. So first, first battle to the death, Iron Man versus Captain America, civil war. Oh. Who wins? Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, Iron Man. Uh, Iron Man. Okay. All right. I gotta go with Iron Man. Uh, Iron Man one, right? Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Oh man, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, I gotta go with uh, gotta go with Iron Man over Civil War. All right, um, get ready because some of these are going to be tough. Okay, all right. Incredible Hulk versus Thor: The Dark World. Oh, I gotta go with <laughs> do Hulk. You, do you? Even, oh, I was gonna say, do you even remember the Incredible Hulk? I like the Incredible Hulk. I have to watch Thor: The Dark World, and it's not even as good as the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> Actually, Did you I see. I thought it was pretty decent. Tell you the truth, yeah, it's, it's not a. Bad. I don't want to know why it's like the black sheep of the Marvel world. It's not a bad movie. I think it's just that the it's it's even in in spite of the fact that it is better, way better than the Ang Lee movie. I think there's still a bit of association with it. Oh, that's and the other thing about Edward that Norton. movie. The uh, the Gemini Man movies directed by Ang Lee. Oh, yeah. I've seen some advertisements for that, and it's just Will Smith talking out of his ass, being like not even having a script for a commercial and being like, yeah, man, this movie's awesome. It's so awesome. I'm telling you about it, and we're not even done shooting it. And I'm like, that's oh. not a good sign. So whatever. Anyway, um, next up. Uh-huh. Captain America, First Avenger versus Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. I thought that might be the case. Yeah. First, uh, First Avenger is a good movie, but Thor Ragnarok is better. Now, I thought about making this a different fight here, but um, uh-huh. if they come up against each other later, we'll see what happens. I was thinking about putting Captain America Winter Soldier against Thor Ragnarok. But oh, that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, next up, we have Iron Man 2 versus Thor. Hmm. Boy. Iron Man 2 versus Thor. 
I think Iron Man 2 is the weakest of all the Marvel movies, so I'm going to have to go with Thor. Good, because I already copy and pasted it. (laughs) 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 All right. So um, next, we've got Iron Man 3 versus Avengers Age of Ultron. Oh, man. Yeah, I thought this would be a tough one. Oh, because I really like Iron Man 3. Uh-huh. Um, boy, I got to go with Iron Man 3. All right. So Iron Man 3 makes it to round two. All right. Yeah. Next, we have Ant-Man versus Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, Ant-Man, easily. Really? Okay. Yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp isn't a bad movie, but it's not as good as the first one. Okay. All right, next up. So, um, all right, so Ant-Man will be going up against Iron Man 3 shortly. Oh, uh, gosh. Next up, we have The Avengers versus Spider-Man Homecoming. Ooh. Oh, man. <laughs> I like them both so much. <laughs> I knew this would be a tough one. Um, Boy. Well, see, you got the Avengers, which is a movie like it feels so quaint now looking back at that first <laughs> Avengers movie where you're like, you're like, oh, like all these heroes together in one movie. How could they possibly make that work? And and then you have another character like uh, or another movie like Spider-Man Homecoming, where you have uh, a, a franchise on the outs with the American public and uh and you come through with like a, a a home another home run of a movie, mm-hmm. uh, and it and it it makes you care about the Spider Man character again. Mm-hmm. Like it brought Spider Man back into my good graces. Like I liked him in Civil War, but like Homecoming was great. Oh man, I guess I'm gonna. Which is the better movie? Like, which is the better film? Oh, I'm gonna have to go with homecoming <laughs> see now what's funny is as you're playing this game i'm uh-huh. playing my own game where i fill in the box before you answer and uh-huh. so far i've been right on everyone except for the incredible <laughs> hulk all right <laughs> I, and the reason i went with homecoming is merely or it come, it came down to that scene in spider-man homecoming where spider-man's in the back of the car with michael keaton uh-huh. and how tense that scene was yeah and how well done it was and how scared he looked. And that that's what pushed it over the edge for me in this game here. Yeah, and I, I knew this would be a tough one for you. That would be a real easy one for me, but still be homecoming. <laughs> um, all right, next up. Captain Marvel versus Doctor Strange. Mm, I'm going to go Doctor Strange on this one. Uh, I think I like Doctor Strange's movie a little more than Captain Marvel's. And yeah, that's uh, kind of a, it's kind of a toss up one, but I'm going to go with Dr. Strange. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I didn't, I hadn't guessed before you answered that one, but I would have gone with Dr. Strange myself. Now this next one, I'm pretty sure I know your answer to this. Uh huh. Captain America, winter soldier versus black Panther winter soldier. Yep. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. It's uh. I can tell you which movie's going to be in the final. <laughs> well, um, but uh, yeah, 
That's a shame that it was up against but that Black Panther didn't get out of the first round because like if it was Black Panther versus the Avengers, I th- I probably would have gone with Black Panther, but if it was Black Panther versus Spider-Man, ooh, that, that would have been I'm glad I didn't one. I didn't yeah, know you have to do that. Do that. <laughs> yeah. All right, Avengers Infinity War versus Guardians 2. Uh Infinity War. All right. Yeah. So uh that actually doesn't win- surprise me. Winter yeah. Soldier and uh Infinity War are on the same side of the bracket. Uh yeah, they'll be going against each other. Uh okay. Um and then last in round 1. Uh-huh. Avengers Endgame and Guardians of the Galaxy. Endgame. I kind of figured. Yeah. All right. So, nothing against Guardians of the Galaxy, but uh Yeah, and this is this is Endgame's going to be kind of in its own bracket for the for the next round because that's just the way the numbers worked out and it's probably for the best. Um all right. So, back to the top. Okay. So, because they these this are the winners good. from round 1. This is the second round now. Yeah. We are we are in round 2 and we got Iron Man versus the Incredible Hulk. This is going to be an easy one. I'll just go ahead and uh, copy and paste that yeah. right there. Uh, Incredible Hulk it is. Shut no, just liar. kidding. <laughs> yeah, Iron Man beats the Incredible Hulk. Okay. Now, what we have from the last Although round, how amazing how amazing was it at the end of the Incredible Hulk where Robert Downey Jr comes out and he's like, "Here you got a problem with the Hulk." How awesome was that? That was amazing. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now, had I known what all was to come, you know, over the next decade, it might have been more impressive. Uh, It's definitely more more exciting in hindsight. You should. You know what? You you haven't seen Age of Ultron yet. No. You should watch Age of Ultron. No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's Uh, not bad. Yeah. Look, it's not terrible. There, there are three of the, <laughs> no wait. There are five of these movies I haven't seen. There's Age of Ultron, uh, Iron Man three, Ant Man and the Wasp, and Ant Man. Oh wait, oh, no, you still it. haven't that's seen Ant Man? That's four. Okay, so there are four movies I haven't seen. So I might watch one of those uh-huh. tonight, or maybe yeah, probably tonight. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Maybe it'll be Iron Man three because you get pretty excited about that one. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, next up, interestingly enough, we have Thor going against Thor. So we have Thor Ragnarok versus Thor. Uh, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. All right. So that brings us to round two of. Iron Man 3 versus Ant-Man. Iron Man 3, easily. Really? Yeah. Okay. I know you like it. Didn't know it was going to beat Ant-Man quite so easily. Yeah. Uh, all right. Although Ant-Man is a ton of fun. Well, then I think, we, I, think I know who's going to win this next one, too. We got Spider-Man Homecoming versus Doctor Strange. Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Um. All right. Next round, we have Captain America Winter Soldier versus Avengers Infinity War. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> the next Jeez. round in this area is gonna suck for you. <laughs> um, I gotta go with Winter Soldier. All right. I was, oh, I was, you know it's I was mid highlighting it. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh You know it's terrible about that is i've already decided on my movie rank my movie ranking list where endgame is gonna go uh uh-huh. and uh we'll get to it yeah we will yeah <laughs> it's coming right up um we got a couple steps first so uh-huh. iron man versus thor ragnarok oh boy Iron Man versus Thor Ragnarok. I think I uh, uh see I was just about to say I want to go with Iron Man because of like all the world building that the movie was able to accomplish and and the fun storyline. But like the end of the movie is kind of a mess where where they where he's got to fight Jeff yeah, Bridges. It's got a Wonder Woman third act. Yeah, where it's the movie's got to end and he's got to fight a guy. Whereas Thor has, you know, like the the third act climax and all that stuff. But like, there's so much at stake, and and I'm gonna go with Thor Ragnarok. All right, I actually had to delete something that I had pasted. Oh, all okay. right. Next up, and I already filled this one in, but we'll see what happens. Uh-huh. Iron Man three versus Spider Man Homecoming. Good luck, Nicholas. Jeez. Um, I think I'm going to go with Iron Man 3. Really? Yeah. Over Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I got to delete that now, too. <laughs> that I really like I really bad. like the the story of of Iron Man 3. You must. And then I, I can't say anything. Um, but uh yeah, I'm gonna go with Iron Man three over Homecoming. All right. I'm, I'm happy with that. Okay, well now you got a tough call because you got uh-huh. Captain America: Winter Soldier versus Endgame. Oh, are we in round three already? Oh, this whole thing was round three. Sorry. Oh, okay. Thor Ragnarok won round three. Iron Man three won, won round three, and now we got Winter Soldier versus Endgame. Winter Soldier versus Endgame. Oh, I think I'm too close to Endgame. Like it's, it's too fresh. Um, I uh, I gotta go with Winter Soldier. I think Winter Soldier is the better movie. Wow, I think now I haven't even seen Endgame, but I, uh-huh. I'm impressed because I'm I'm feeling like man, you like Captain America: Winter Soldier even more than I realized. Yeah. Uh, that one, that one was t- is tough because <laughs> I, I can't say anything. It'll <laughs> okay, <laughs> we can talk uh, more about it after you see the movie. But uh, understood. Yeah. All right. So you got now. So we're on to that was the fourth round. We're on to okay. round five. Is this the semifinals then? Yeah, or the whatever the second to last is. Uh-huh. Thor Ragnarok versus Iron Man three. <sighs> boy let's see you got all the fun that was thor ragnarok you have all the fun that was iron man 3 under with a shane black script 
all the world building that's gone on. Because Iron Man 3 is basically a direct sequel to the first Avengers movie, whereas Thor Ragnarok is basically a direct sequel to the second Avengers movie. Because... And Civil War. Because they weren't... Well, they weren't there. Oh, yeah. Thor wasn't there for Civil War. That's right. Yeah. And uh, both movies couldn't exist without the Avengers movies. Uh, or exist very well. Uh, like if if the, if the first Thor movie was Thor Ragnarok, nothing would make sense. <laughs> like like they're both they're both very good sequels, um, and, and they continue the stories of the characters very well. And oh god, um. Which movie would I want to watch more if I had to choose? Uh, that's not a good question because my son made me watch Iron Man 3 so many times that I, I don't really need to see it again. Um, but then it does play into Endgame a whole lot. Um, <laughs> which movie would win? If I had to choose, I think I like Iron Man 3 really? over Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. I think that's where I'm going to have to go. Wow. Yeah. So in all, <laughs> in all of the Marvel movies, <laughs> what the final showdown comes down to. Is Iron Man 3 versus Captain America Winter Soldier? Winter Soldier, hands down. <laughs> like how, there was so much struggling, and Iron Man 3 kept eking its way out above other things. And yeah. then, boom, Captain America Winter Soldier, done. Yeah. Uh, Winter, Winter Soldier is just like a perfect film. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that Iron Man three versus Thor Ragnarok was certainly difficult. Well, and I I will say that I never thought as much as you've talked about Iron Man three trying to convince me it's decent. Um, <laughs> I never would have thought that that would have made it all the way to the yeah to the final battle. I wonder if the if the bra- if like we did it again and the bracket was shuffled up again, if uh, the outcome would be different. Well, I'll tell you what, I am going to be seeing Endgame, and you can shuffle up a bracket if you want to, and uh, you can shuffle it up however you want to. Whatever (laughs) I haven't seen is going to automatically lose, because if it automatically wins, it'll just win the whole thing. Uh Um, But uh, yeah, and if we feel like shuffling it up and do one together, we can do that sometime too. Okay. All right. Well, stay tuned, listeners, because later this week... um well, I guess in next week's episode, we're we're going to discuss Avengers Endgame in great detail. Um, but before the show ends, we have to do our famous segment on the show, our movie ranking list. Mm-hmm. And Matt, you watched one movie this week. Yeah. And it the, s- the Silence. The Sucking. But, but how much did it suck? Um. <laughs> I, did I put this on my list? I was, I'm not sure if I placed it. Um, no, I must not have because it certainly wouldn't be near the top. <laughs> All right. So the silence. 
I am going to put the silence below Dumbo and above Broken Arrow. <laughs> it's better than Contagion. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, no, it's not better than Contagion, but it doesn't try to tell me it's awesome either. <laughs> the silence. Uh, what is Although, this? you know what? No, actually, I'm going to move that down one because I feel like it did think it was better than Broken Arrow and it doesn't deserve to think that of itself. Okay. Uh, so it's in your new number 44 spot. Right above the, right above contagion. Right above contagion. Yeah. Yep. Like if you had to choose between watching one or the other, you would go with the silence. <laughs> yep. <laughs> sure. Uh, how many stars would you give it? Um. Oh man, I would actually watch this movie again in a heartbeat if we were hanging out. Uh, I will give the silence. Fuck it. I'm gonna have a half a star. Half a star. Yeah. Wow. Your first half a star movie. No. Now here's a oh, bigger yeah, question. We didn't do Aquaman. Would you would you recommend this movie? Would you click the like button? No. And I know that as a fact because I actually rated a movie for the first time in forever on Netflix and I gave it a thumbs down. <laughs> but I but I do recommend it to those folks who like laughing at B movies and have a friend or a wife or someone to laugh at it with. All right, so that brings me to my list. And where am I going to put these movies I've seen? Let's start with In the Heart of the Sea. Um, I'm going to put that... Yeah, you were right. It, it's going to fall around the animation corner. Um, but which animation corner? You know what? This movie is so middle of the road, it's going to go right in the middle of the road. I'm going to put In the Heart of the Sea just below In the Mouth of Madness because I like the word play. <laughs> and I'm going to give In the Heart of the Sea two stars. Two stars. Um, but would I recommend it? Would I click the like button? I'm going to go back and give it two and a half stars. I'm going to give it two and a half stars. But uh, I will not click the like button, right? That sounds about right. Uh, I'm gonna give it a yes. I'm I'm gonna give it a yes. I did. I did. I did like it enough that uh, yeah. Like I would watch it again. So that's saying something. Uh, all right. And then I watched Gravity, and Gravity is gonna go into my number. Into my number. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to put it above the Goonies into my new number four spot. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. It's going way up there. 113. And I'm going to give this movie four and a half stars. Wow. 4.5. Wow. 4. And yes, it's a definite recommend. Then we come to the big heavy hitter of the week. And um, this is what I was going to say is during the, the bracket challenge, if Endgame went up against Infinity War, which which would have won that? And uh, 
I'm going to have to go with Infinity War. Infinity War, I think. <sighs> yeah, I'm going to put Endgame just below Infinity War in the number seven spot. Mm. By the end of this week, I might feel completely different about that. Like, I think I'm still too fresh with the movie. Like, I haven't been able to digest it enough yet. Yeah. But I'm going to give this movie four and a half stars. Hmm. Um, and it's a definite recommend. But I think I think if I, if I watch it again... See, there's a, there's a few moments in the movie where the movie... Endgame is real self-indulgent, where you're like, this probably doesn't need to be here, but I'm glad it is. Where if on a on a second watch, if I if I think um, this is when I'm going to go to the bathroom, where like like in the in Infinity War, um, the scene where Thor and Rocket go to visit Peter Dinklage, yeah, um, like when I saw that in the theaters, I was like, this is a lot of fun. I'm not this this is the boring part of the movie, and I'm still having a lot of fun. But like when I've seen it again since then, that's the part where I go to the bathroom. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's not like it that bad. also just... saves you the trouble of listening to Peter Dinklage's stupid accent. <laughs> I'm sorry, stupid fake accent. Thor. Um, but uh, yeah. So I wonder. I wonder how uh, Endgame will, how I'll feel about it by the end of the week. Um, Matt, anything to plug this week? Uh, no, I really don't have anything, but I meant to tell you cause I had a great name for that, uh, that segment of the show it was the Marvel bracket showdown to the finish finale end game. <laughs> is that what you were, is that what you were typing like a minute ago? Uh, no, no, I was, uh, typing in my email stuff so I could send you the bracket in case you okay, great. To use it. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely put that on the post on the website, which is thisweekinfilm.com. If you want to know anything about the show, check us out there. Uh, Matt, did you have anything to plug? Again? No. <laughs> oh, I didn't remember if you had said anything. No, I, I did. I said no, but then I went into the whatever the title was that I just read to you. Uh, all right. Well, I guess if that's the end of the reel, we will see you next week in film. See you then.